on today's Inbound Logistics podcast, Bob Costello of the American Trucking Association and Bobby Holland of U.S. Bank. Trucking and logistics have gone hand in hand for decades. As the industry evolved, freight companies had to be mindful of the change dynamics and either be agile enough to adapt to the times or face a rough road ahead. Bob Costello of the American Trucking Association and Bobby Holland of U.S. Bank join us to talk about how U.S. Bank's freight payment index is helping provide companies with vital and actionable data to keep their supply chains moving. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Bob Costello, Chief Economist and Senior Vice President for the American Trucking Association, and Bobby Holland, Vice President of Freight Data Solutions for U.S. Bank. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me as well. Great. Bob Costello, could you give us a little bit about uh, your background and what you are doing now with the American Trucking Association? Sure. I have been at uh, ATA for nearly 21 years. I'm the chief economist and senior vice president here at ATA. I've been studying the trucking industry for all of those years, right? Going through a lot of cycles over those periods. I look at supply and demand issues and, uh, and, and really sort of gauge where the industry is. Uh, at any moment in time. I also work on some policy issues, but the biggest one is uh, I also head up ATA's international trade and cross-border policy, so busy with NAFTA right now and the renegotiations there. And finally, of course, I provide the commentary on the U.S. bank indexes uh, every quarter. Great. And speaking of that U.S. bank index, Bobby Holland, uh, a little bit about yourself, please. I uh, am, the, like I said, the vice president of Freight Data Solutions. Uh, my background is in software engineering and software architecture at the enterprise level. Uh, in my current role at U.S. Bank, I lead a team of product managers that are tasked with uh, developing leading, uh, leading edge uh, data products for the freight industry. So uh, that is uh, how we came to be associated with um, with Bob Costello and, and AGA. Great. And we'll be talking about logistics and the supply chain today. And when we talk about the business of logistics, we know that historically it's been tied to trucking for as long as I can remember. Now, as the supply chain has evolved, the freight industry has had to develop and evolve as well. Now, if we look back at those early years, what were some of the biggest challenges that the freight industry had to contend with given those times? So this is Bob. Um, You know, the trucking industry overall has just – I've seen in my 21 years of doing this, I've just seen so many changes, and that's probably why I'm still here because it's never boring, right? Things are constantly changing. And, you know, I remember back – gosh, I remember back in the 1990s and so forth when fuel surcharges weren't prevalent and you'd have fuel prices spike and hundreds if not thousands of companies would go out of business. And and certainly that's changed now with fuel surcharges. And we have other challenges, right? We have driver shortage. We've got, um, you know, equipment issues and so forth. But, you know, from my perspective, it's always about – where is the freight market? And, and, and that is tied to, um, for the trucking industry, it's tied to the supply chain and, and the changing and evolving supply chain. And if you think about in my 21 years of doing this, 
you know, we used to, when I first came to the American Trucking Association, you weren't really buying anything online. And now we're buying so much online that it has changed the supply chain in the retail sector. And we've seen, you know, average length of haul for dry van carriers go from 800 miles to roughly 500 miles over that span. And so things are constantly evolving and changing. And so um, I don't know that there's any norm, right? I mean, it, we'll continue to do that. But certainly um, online uh, in the retail space now is a big thing. And, uh, and it's important to gauge, use data to gauge all of this and, and where we stand. And, of course, you have the ups and downs of, of the market at any one given time. And I would argue that right now from a, from a trucking company's perspective, we're probably in the greatest – years that we have seen post-deregulation in 1980. So, you know, there'll be challenges going forward. There'll be downturns, you know, in the years ahead. But um, it's some really interesting times right now, and I'm looking forward to discussing that. Great. Now, as the consumer market evolved the way that you were just talking about, what did freight companies have to do to, to just try and keep pace? And what overall effect did that have on the industry? Well, you know, a lot of things have happened. I mean, we've gone from an environment um, where just in time means just in time, right? I mean, you have now delivery windows of a couple of hours. I mean, you go back a couple of decades and it was a half a day or a full day. And um, and being too early is just as you know bad in some cases as, as being too late. So as you and I can sit at our computers and order something uh, and expect it to be delivered to our doorstep in two days, that means that things aren't coming from across the country. I'm, I'm here in the Washington, D.C. area. If I order something right now um, – it's not coming, and I expect it to be here in two days. It's not coming from California, right? So we've had this um, regional freight really build up. And, again, that was, that's reflective of um, uh, average length of haul down 34% over a couple of decades and um, in a lot more regional freight. And, and in some ways that's good. Right, so it's easier, and, and we still have a driver shortage, but it's easier on drivers. Um, it's if they're more in a region and so forth. But it also can be difficult on trucking companies. Um, you know, if you go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was commonplace, just commonplace, to get 125,000 miles a year on your trucks. These same fleets are struggling to get 100,000 miles a year on their trucks. Think about what that does for productivity and profitability, and they have to evolve around that. And, uh, and some have been able to do that, and, and some haven't, and they've been struggling. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, trucking companies are and, and, and drivers are a critical part of the supply chain, but they don't necessarily determine the supply chain, right? That's right. the shippers and the receivers. So that's how I see so much has changed over the last decade or so. Now, U.S. Bank has created an index that parses a lot of this data and it looks at the freight industry, where it's been, and more importantly, where it's headed. And what kind of data, uh, Bobby Holland, I guess this is a question for you, what kind of data are you pulling from to map this ever-changing landscape? Well, we've been processing uh, payments for our customers for several years. Uh, we process over $22 billion a year in, in payments. And 
that generates, as you can well imagine, a lot of data. Um, our index is focused on the, the two major areas that our customers are concerned about, and that's shipment volumes and shipment spend. Um, for our index, we look at the, the truckload and less than truckload areas because that forms the bulk of, uh, generates the bulk of the data that we have. And then we have that, um, try to focus on a regional perspective. So we look at origin and destinations, um, you know, basically the shipping lanes to, to, to measure that activity. And we take all of that data and basically create uh, a barometer, if you will, for uh, economic activity in the marketplace. Now, could you guys give some real-world examples of how freight companies can use some of these data findings to respond to the dynamics of the industry? Sure. We have other products coming down the pipe, but particularly with the index currently, uh, we find that it can help uh, shippers to understand, you know, potential cost impacts uh, for them. You know, if, you know, for example, Bob had mentioned previously about uh, driver shortages, and, you know, those driver shortages, as an example, are driving up uh, costs in shipping. They're also, you know, just that capacity is tightened. And so as a shipper, you know, if you can look at different regions and understand, you know, the trending on, on those potential impacts, you can start early on to, to figure out ways to, to manage those costs. And then as a carrier, um, you're understanding market pressures on your clients. And it enables you to, to be able to – one of the other aspects of the marketplace is that um, – both sides are having to become more flexible in the ways that they do business as, uh, than what they've done traditionally. And so having this type of information from a broader perspective uh, can help them to also make decisions in their particular marketplace and with their clients ahead of time. You know, if they, for example, know that their capacity is tight, you know, they can uh, have different conversations with their shippers than they might if, if uh, the situation reversed. So we just find providing that broader perspective enables a lot of uh, decision making capability that perhaps they didn't have before. And we're just one of many indexes, but again, we have a unique view and we think that it's of value to our customers. Yeah, this is Bob Costello. And and let me just add on to what Bobby has said. You know, I got involved with this project because of uh, a couple things. One is the quality of, of the index and the data, but also the regional aspects. You know, I get asked all the time in my role here is, is what about this region or that region, or what about this space or that space in the trucking industry? And, you know, the trucking industry is so large, right? It's 70% of all the volumes moved in the U.S. There's no uniform. All these trucking companies, they see different things. I mean, I give a lot of speeches, go to a lot of meetings, and when I'm at lunch, I like to go around the table, right, and ask everybody that's at this particular conference, you know, how's business, how's business? And if there's eight carriers at a table with me, I could get eight different answers, right? And I think that just is reflective of it's, it, nothing's uniform, and that's why I like the region regional aspects of, of this index because, and you'll see by, you know, in the first quarter that you had different regions were performing differently, right? The things like weather and hurricanes and winter storms, but also what is, you know, is manufacturing heavy in this particular uh, region versus maybe housing in another and, and, and uh, you know, construction and, and so forth. So uh, it just depends on what's going on. And that's what I like about this data as well. It's got these regional indexes, and you can definitely see differences from region to region, quarter to quarter. Could you tell me 
some of the first quarter highlights maybe from each of the regions and maybe a little bit of a comparison uh, to the strength of that performance uh, as opposed to other regions. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that because I think that's one of the interesting things about this index again is you get to see what different regions are doing. And from fleet perspective, maybe you've got a lot of uh, business in one region, but uh, there's other regions that are stronger, so you might want to think about uh, delving into those. So let me go through some of them. Let's start out west. Um, you know, first of all, on a year-over-year basis, all the regions were pretty good, but some were stronger. The west was fairly strong. Uh, we saw nearly a 13% year-over-year gain in the first quarter in, in, in shipments and 15% gain in spend. Now, some of the stuff that's going on in the West includes just the consumer overall, but I would also say port volumes are solid out there, right? International trade has been good, and uh, so that's one of the uh, things besides home building and so forth that's helped out West. In the Southwest, we saw even better numbers, up 20%, over 20% in shipments year over year, and nearly 30% uh, on a spend basis. Uh, here, you know, like uh, maybe the West, but even better, some uh, good uh, construction activity and out there. In the Midwest, the Midwest is, was also very uh, so solid, uh, almost 13% gain for shipments on a year-over-year -year basis and, and over a 40% gain in, um, uh, in spend. Now, what I think is one of the unique factors in the Midwest, there's a lot of factory activity in, in the Midwest. Factory output is is growing, it's stronger, and I think it's going to continue to be strong. So the Midwest is, is not only benefited from that in the first quarter, I think you're going to continue to see that um, going forward. Northeast um, – Northeast was also solid. There's a lot of, you know, um, it was up over 14% uh, uh, shipments year over year and 25.5% uh, spend year over year. There's a lot of uh, con consumption uh, going on there. Now, you know, there were some bad winter storms, right? So I suspect um, there's, you know, especially late in the quarter uh, in the Northeast. So I think the Northeast would have been even stronger uh, had those winter storms not hit. And we actually saw a little bit of uh, – it was softer on a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis despite solid numbers year over year. And, again, I would attribute a lot of that to uh, uh, bad winter storms late in that quarter. And then, finally, in the southeast, uh, southeast was uh, up 8.2% uh, in terms of shipments year-over-year and 13.5% uh, in spend year over year. Um, here you've got some factory activity that certainly helps. You've got some it's – it's kind of a broad mix here in the southeast. Um, but remember, there was also in the southeast, we had uh, – late last year, we had some hurricane activity that uh, hurt that and so forth. So you're still getting some of that coming back and online. So, so again, I think you see from this not only every quarter is the same, but certainly not every region is the same. And if I was a fleet, I would be looking at some of that to see, okay, where maybe I could expand a little or maybe I want to take back some uh, areas that aren't quite as strong. But, again, I think that's the unique uh, – one of the unique factors of this index. Now, in an era where inbound logistics has coined the term uh, supply chain impatience, uh, and it's been fueled by that e-commerce juggernaut that we talked about a little bit earlier – what kind of trends should companies know to look out for? And also, are there any not-so-obvious markers that might be something that companies should keep an eye on for the future? This is Bob Costello. Uh, you know, I, it, there's obviously – it's important first and foremost for fleets to at least be benchmarking and looking at this mm. data. 
right? And I think that's the first step, right? And how do I compare? So, you know, nationwide, uh, you know, in the first quarter in terms of uh, shipments, uh, the shipments index was up 1.4% from the previous quarter and up a solid 12.6% overall. So how how did my shipments compare with that? And then on terms of spend, you know, uh, it was up 1.4% from the previous quarter and up 24.5% from a, uh, a year earlier, right? How do I, how do I match up with that? And that's the first thing, right? And then I think you can start to get into, okay, so where, where's my freight mostly, right? I'm in the Midwest, okay? Let's just assume that for a minute. And, uh, and, and what did the shipments do there? Well, it was up 3.3% quarter to quarter, up 12.9%. So these types are sorts of comparisons. And then the spend also, spend in the Midwest was up over 40% year over year. So there's, um, Everybody's feeling good, right? And everybody should. I, I mean, it's hard to find a carry right now that's like, wow, this isn't great. But until you start to use these analytics and this data to figure out, you might be up 20% and feeling great. But if you realize that's half of what the industry is doing in the Midwest, maybe you're not doing so great. And maybe you need to look at your customer mix. And maybe you need to start to um, – uh, you know, change some things. So I think the first thing is, is uh, mo mostly is start to use this data in a productive way. And this is Bobby Holland. Uh, you know, to add on to, to Bob's point, uh, as we see changes in the marketplace, you know, uh, the marketplace is becoming even more data-driven. And in order to affect the kinds of changes that, that Bob had mentioned, uh, customers need visibility. They, they need to be able to see into these various points. So uh, from U.S. Bank's perspective, we started at the national and regional view with the index, and we're driving towards uh, providing uh, benchmark uh, products so that the customers can start to dive into and be able to measure, you know, fairly accurately where they are in relationship to the marketplace. They can get the overview currently with our uh, publication of the freight payment index, but as we start to bring some of these other analytics-based products to market, you know, they can be able to look at, you know, where specifically are the driver shortages really affecting them and, and what kinds of levers can they tweak to, to move the, the needle up. Um, how do they deal with other disruptors? You know, uh, autonomous vehicles are coming to bear and what, is it, what impacts will that make to their costs and how can they best use that? And then, again, as, as shippers and carriers start to make different decisions than traditional, you know, to uh, adapt to the marketplace, you know, again, how are these impacts affecting the business? You know, having deeper insights can uh, can tell them where to look, what, again, what levers to tweak to, to, to move the needle in the right direction. So they're going to be looking for alternatives, and, and they're going to be looking for that data, and we have that data, and, again, we're, we're bringing market, uh, product to market to, to provide them that value. All important information, I'm sure. So where can our audience go to get that critical information from U.S. Bank and from the ATA. This is Bobby Holland. Uh, for our U.S. Bank, they can go to freight.usbank.com and sign up basically for a subscription to our freight payment index to have it delivered to them. And, and besides that, um, ATA information is available at trucking.org, and that would in include um, a report on the driver shortage, uh, which is about 51,000 right now. Uh, in the for hire truckload space, and we have a forecast for that that's uh, free for 
uh, everyone. So um, that would also be at uh, trekking.org. Great. Bob Costello, Bobby Holland, thank you so much for your time. Some great information for our audience. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, what the trucking industry and the uh, freight industry in general uh, has for the uh, immediate future. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for having having me. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.